Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 34. It's now been 10 weeks, one day, since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And today is April 15, 2014. Happy tax day to us US of A Americans. <laughs> That's right, April 15th is the day we have to fork over our dough to Uncle Sam. Unless, of course, we've been having enough deducted from our paychecks that Uncle Sam gives a little bit back to us. Well, Mark and me, we've got to write our whopping big checks to Uncle Sam since we're retired earlier in the year. So today doesn't impact me too much, except that overall, if you're going to the post office, April 15th is not the day to go in America. Now for new listeners, I open every single podcast episode by listening to a brief inspiring snippet of the beautiful song, I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward. And when we return, I'm going to tell you why I am titling this episode, Rebel Without a Pause. But I'm letting go. It's hard to maintain my rebel attitude after I've been listening to I'm Letting Go. So thanks for that, Josh. (laughs) i got to get myself all rebelled up again. And while I'm doing that, let me read to you a couple of emails that I got. And by the way, today I am podcasting here at Descanso Gardens again, where it's nice and peaceful, though there's a ton of folks out here with their little kids and enjoying the beautiful sunny tax day here in California. So you might be hearing some birds You might be hearing some little kids. You might be hearing me cursing, which I'll have to delete if these little darn bugs that are biting me (laughs) don't stop. But overall, I'm happy to be sitting here in my Descanso garden bent talking to you. All right, Lori, get back on point. All right, firstly, I wanna read the email from Kendra. Hi, Lori, I'm still listening and I love your podcast. I just wanted to ask if you have ever read Eating in the Light of the Moon by Anita Johnston. I'm really loving it and it's helping my journey. I will call soon. Things have been super crazy lately. Take care and keep posting. You help keep me sane. Hooray! You know, I thought that sounded like such a cool title. I had not heard of Eating in the Light of the Moon. And again, by Anita Johnston. So I went right over to Amazon.com, read the reviews, read some snippets of it, took a look at it on my Kindle and said, you know, I think this book has some very valuable insights that will help me to do better in my journey. So thank you so much, Kendra, for telling me about that book. And doubtless listeners, you're going to hear some about that book as I read it. And I will put a link to that book today on show notes for day 34. And while we're on that topic, at the end of this podcast, I actually want to take a few moments to go through some of the things that are on my website to let you know what's there. So that when you're off your phone or off your listening device or out of your car and have accessibility to going in a web browser, whether it's a computer or via your smartphone, why you might want to come to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. And I'm going to do that at the end of the show, so just bear with me. So thanks again, Kendra, for that. Then Stefano, my former opera singer buddy, 
he wrote me because last episode, episode 33, I was talking about how I wish that I could sing again. In fact, I did sing again. So if you really, really want to hear my singing ability, <laughs> such as it is, go back to, to day 33. But what Stefano says to me, okay, being in a chorus is a wonderful idea. Some of my greatest performing memories were made while performing in the choir. It's a great way to make friends, practice your voice in a safe environment, and learn how to blend with others around you. Your speaking voice sounds like you might be placed in the alto section. Hmm, I don't know if I'm an alto. My singing teacher said I was a soprano, but that was in my head voice. I think my chest voice is definitely an alto. See, I knew enough about that, but who knows? I can't wait to see what another teacher has to say. Anyway, back to Steven's email. I wish I were still singing myself, but due to permanent vocal injuries, I had to find another career. The funny thing to me is that although singing could be nerve-wracking at times, especially going out on stage unprepared, I find my safe cubicle job to be more stressful than singing ever was and provides me with more opportunities to compulsively overeat. So I guess I'm trying to say is that if you have the desire to sing, I say go for it. There are many other things worse in this world than the possibility of exposing yourself while singing. And who knows, training your singing voice might open up a whole new world for you. Well, thanks, Stephen. I really appreciate that. And do I feel ungrateful. Here you were an opera singer, and then you got injury to your vocal cords, and now you're stuck having to work in a cubicle. Oh, my Lord. A cubicle is what I retired from, folks. And I tell you, corporate life is stressful. Some of it's just politics, the tedium, just if you're a creative type, it's pretty hard to be in a corporate environment and thrive. Though some of my friends are doing that. But my heart really goes out to you, Stephen. And you're absolutely right that I think it's going to be great for me and it's going to open up my world of one, I don't need to believe every single thing I've told myself or heard about my singing voice. Am I going to run out to try to be on American Idol? No, I'm not going to try to do that. That's not my goal. I don't want to become a famous singer. I want to be able to sing comfortably in public and not feel this big deficit in myself because I do love music. I love to dance. I love rhythm, I like musicals, I like everything about musicality. And I think it would be a great pleasure to be able to use my voice in a way that would please me and blend in with others. So I'm going to use my singing as a way for me to work on my limiting beliefs and to try to prove to myself that I don't need to hold myself back, that it's okay like I advise all of you, I need to swallow my own medicine, right? I need to swallow it. <laughs> it's okay to try. You know, what's the worst that can happen is I go to the singing teacher and practice and try and the choir doesn't work out or I find out I don't like singing as much as I think I might. But the world isn't going to come to an end. You know, our economy isn't going to take a dump because I don't sing as well as I would like. Nobody is going to die from hearing my voice. Nobody is going to have a disaster happen because I try to sing. So all of this terror and fear that I have around me, Lori, singing out loud is really kind of silly. 
But isn't that funny? It doesn't matter if your belief is, is silly. If you believe it, you tend to act on it. And what you think is what you believe. But the big secret is you don't always have to keep those thoughts. When those thoughts come by, like if I'm going right now, oh, I'm going to sing. That's really stupid because everyone knows you can't sing and you should not sing. You should only mouth words ever. I can say, who says so? Well, then I might say, well, your singing teachers have said so. And I'd say, well, that's just a few people out of the entire world. And you know what? People have said, Sue, in fact, thank you, Sue from the UK. She said she liked my singing last time. <laughs> so, you know, she might not want to be getting an album of Lori's greatest hits just yet. But Sue listened to my singing and didn't die. And in fact, she said she, she enjoyed it. It was good to her. So I very much appreciate that. Now, today's topic, Rebel Without a Pause. Just what the heck do you mean by that? Why are you a rebel, Lori? What's rebellious about you? Well, I'd have to say, what isn't rebellious about me? And I know that being a rebel is a huge, 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 huge food trigger for me. Feeling rebellious. Remember when I was having that hard time in the last episode? It was because I felt that I was having to do all this grunt work while my husband was getting to do the fun stuff. And it was very much, why am I stuck with this and you're getting this? This black and white thinking. And whenever I feel an expectation is on me, I notice I get really rebellious. Whether it's my own expectation, a job expectation, a parental expectation, anybody putting some expectations on me, even if I'm not aware of it, I tend to rebel. Now, my job of yesterday <laughs> was, oh, this is just a terrible story, but years ago we had a wonderful cat, but he was a, a stray cat who we kind of adopted, and he was halfway in our house and halfway out of our house because even though he, we got him neutered, he still liked to spray on things. Now, if you haven't had to live with a male cat spraying on things, count yourself lucky because it's kind of this uriny, icky smell and sticky stuff, and it's not pleasant to have this happen to your furnishings and this cat coming in and out of our house was causes of big big arguments between me and my husband because I couldn't stand it and I spent so much of my time you've heard of baby proofing baby proofing trying to cat proof like I took my beautiful china cabinet and put it in the guest room instead of the dining room so I could keep the door shut so this cat couldn't do his thing all over it well one of the things that this cat got was a rack of open CDs, you know, like musical CDs, like my favorite Phantom of the Opera and, and several different CDs. He got them, got them good. And I did my best to, to clean them up at the time, but it was like, not gonna happen. And by the way, I love this cat. He's no longer with us and I didn't do it, but, but he lived a, a happy, charmed life because he was a charming, sweet cat outside of this one filthy cat habit and not all male cats have this not all cats have this kind of thing 
but I took these CDs after I couldn't clean them enough to keep them in the house and put them in a garbage bag and told my husband, take these to the landfill. These are not salvageable. I can't donate them because they're covered like this. And Mark, being kind of the thrifty man that he is, said, but there's good music on these CDs. One of these days we can clean them and we can, we can put the music on the computer. And I'm thinking, oh my Lord, I don't want to have to clean these CDs and just, just toss them, just get rid of them. But he said, here, I'm going to put them in the garage because someday we might find use for them. Oh my Lord, does this drive me crazy? Well, I'm a little bit of a pack rat over some things, but, but not that much. Well, long story short, after we got our new computer for me to work on podcasts and my videos and the things that I do, we turned our old Macintosh computer into nothing but a big music library. And so yesterday, I get this bright idea that I'm going to go through this like 10-year-old bag of cat pee CDs to see if I can salvage any of them. So you have not lived until you've spent a day with your rubber gloves on, opening up the CD cases, seeing if any of the CDs are okay, and then washing with Dawn soap and a chamois to get this off of that surface and then seeing if it will go into your computer so that you can digitally copy all this music. And I think it was more than 200 CDs that were in this state. And that's what I did yesterday. So, Stefano, that doesn't sound very fun, does it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Though it was kind of cool. I got a lot of music back that I thought was gone forever. So in that regard, my wonderful husband was right. There's a lot of songs that I'd forgotten I even owned, hadn't heard for all these years. And I was able to digitally, digitally copy them into my computer so that I can listen to them on my phone or on my iPod or different ways like that. Now, I called the recycle places to see what to do with these filthy cases. And they said, those just you can clean them, but we're not going to recycle those. But the interior, the CDs themselves, those are recyclable. So I'm able to put those into the recycle bin. So that was kind of good. So this was a long, long process of touching these kind of disgusting CDs, seeing if there was anything usable, cleaning the CD itself, putting it into the computer, waiting for that to digitize, making that it was okay, backing all this stuff up, getting rid of these cases, getting rid of these CDs. It was just, let's say, not my favorite day. And what's also not my favorite was because I was being this way, I felt really antsy and was eating more than I might normally. And a lot of it is because I'm being rebellious. It's like, okay, I'm having to do this horrible task. I can at least eat this sandwich or I can at least have this cookie. And because I've been trying to pay attention to what my aliens are telling me in my compulsive brain, when I'm tempted to go have something more to eat, I was hearing this. I was seeing this big theme. Well, you're having to do this, so you deserve that. And especially if I'm cursing to myself about how it's unfair that I'm having to do this instead of someone else, like this work has been dumped on me. So I see that I've got this attitude where things are dumped on me, whether it is or it isn't. 
And again, I chose this task because I knew that I would be able to determine if these CDs were actually usable and okay to put inside a computer better than Mark at this point. And he really wanted to have some of this music back if, if it was sal salvageable. And he's still getting a lot of good husband points for the fact that I have a brand new computer. <laughs> so <laughs> in one half of me, the nice Lori, even the people-pleasing Lori, but it really was a decision that I made that I wanted to do. I wanted to go through those CDs. I wanted the music, and I wanted Mark to have that music too. Since he'd been good to me, I wanted to be good to him. And that was fine. But I noticed that I have these two levels of brain. One is the one that's making my conscious decision, and the other one is, I think, at best, four years old, is kicking cans and stomping feet and swearing. And I don't know, four-year-old Lori, where you learned all these terrible swear words, but this person is definitely inside my head, cursing and swearing and having a tantrum and pitching a fit. And the only thing it seems to want is to go eat something. And then to make it worse, Mark went to the store and he bought some beer. And I asked him to buy me some beer so I could have one that I liked. Because I don't usually care for the brand that he has. Which is probably good. That means he can have beer in the fridge all day long and I'm not going to want it. Because I don't like the beer he usually has. But after going through all of this cat CD day, I thought, you know, a cold beer would taste mighty good. Well, it did taste mighty good. And the calories for that beer probably were not too bad. But the calories from what comes after I've been drinking a beer and relaxing and what sounds good to me while I'm drinking, oh, that was not good. That put me way over what I wanted to be eating yesterday. And then my brain was saying, oh, great. You know, episode 33 was already about how you were overeating. And now you're going to have two in a row, 34 is also about how you're overeating. So how can your brave companions get any encouragement? How can they be at all happy to listen to you if they're having to have two in a row of you complaining and you overeating and not making progress? Well, remember those limiting beliefs about my singing? I think this is also a limiting belief. Because when I started this podcast, I didn't swear to you, brave companions, that I'm going to be perfect and that I'm going to be a shining example for you to emulate at all times and that you should do every single thing that I do. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm supposed to be. Now, sometimes it feels that way because I'm doing really good for quite a while and I'm probably doing some activities that if you were to emulate might do you some good. But all I ever promised when I started this podcast was that I was going to tell you the truth, what it's like to live with compulsive overeating and binge eating disorder. That's it. And that I was going to see if by telling the truth, if by telling my feelings, I could help myself to limit some of my self-destructive behavior and see if I could start changing some of the thoughts in my head and to see if I could have a better integrated life where I'm enjoying food and not fearing food. So to that end, I'm proud of myself because I wished that I had not overeaten yesterday. I wished that I could have handled that. But I'm happy that I told you the truth. I didn't cover it up. 
and I didn't try to pull the wool over my own eyes or your eyes. So for that, I'm grateful to you. You kind of keep me accountable and I'm grateful for me that I had the guts to step up and tell you what really happened. All right, before we wrap up, I wanted to give you the overview of some of the things on the website you might be interested in, and then we'll finish up with Josh Woodward's I'm Letting Go. Okay, why am I taking up our valuable podcast time to talk about stuff on the website? That's because over 80% of you are listening to me on your phone or in your car or through what they call podcasting software, podcatcher software. So that means that you guys are listening to me on the go and 20% at best are anywhere near a web browser or a web browser on your phone or on your computer. But if you do have access to a web browser once you get home or on your phone, There's some really good stuff that's actually on the website, which is compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. And if you listen to these episodes, my show notes are always by day. So like today's episode is 34, day 34. So that means you could go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day34. And if you go back in time, you say, I really got something to say about day four. You could go safely to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day4. And that's how the show notes always go. Now, why, Lori? I've already heard your episode. Might I be tempted to go to your show notes? Well, one, if you got something to say to me, that's a great place to go. That's where I hang out the most. So if you go there to the contact form and write me a letter or you put a comment on one of the days, I will probably get it within the day or the hour because I'm I'm on that website quite a bit answering the brave companions who comment to me and and following up. I'm on Facebook maybe once a day and Twitter maybe once a day. So if you wanted to catch me, you want to go onto compulsiveovereating.com and talk to me there. But what I wanted to also say is on each day's show notes, I have a resource of the day. So when you come to my website, you see like a whole list of episodes. And if you click on the episode title, it'll take you to the actual show notes page. And you will see everything on there from a recap of the episode, what it was about, to links to comments that were mentioned, direct links to other episodes that were mentioned, or external web places that were mentioned, or people that we talked about. Like I'm going to put on the show notes today a link to the book that Kendra recommended for me, stuff like that. And I wanted to give you some examples so of the fun stuff that's on there as the resource of the day. On day 29, I actually have some video clips you can go to of famous creative people who talk about their own fear of failure. And this is a series of video clips of famous designers, artists, and writers who gave talks to the students at the Stockholm Bergs School of Communication. So that was really interesting. These guys are very successful people, and they even have a fear of failure. I thought that was pretty cool. Day 33, last episode, is one of my favorite of all time. That is a link to online affirmation cards. So it's kind of like doing a tarot card. You go there and you click on a card and you get a daily affirmation that you can tell yourself to make yourself feel more positive. 
Day 31 was a whole set of cartoons on scale and weight. So you can give yourself a chuckle when you want to boot that scale right out the door. Go to Day 31, look at that resource link, and go get some chuckles. Day 15 was a more serious article about how to deal with uncomfortable emotions without drowning. And that's by a life coach named Holly. So the resource of the day can be something very serious that relates to the topic. It can be something fun. But the only place you're going to see what I found for you as resource of the day is to go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com and look at these days. Each one has its own resource. Now, if you're accessing my website on a computer, and that's only about 15% of you, but if, but if you are accessing it on the computer, there's what we call the widgets. Those are all the little doodads of things that you can do outside of the post. And those will be on the blue bar on the right-hand side of the screen. And the first one is a search box, which you can go, like if you wanted to relive my walk through Montrose for Kendra, you could type Montrose in the search box and go find all those episodes where I'm in Montrose. Then right under that is the big blue button where you can click it and leave me a voicemail without having to pay phone charges. Right underneath that, you'll always find the five latest comments from the Brave Companions who've been posting. And if you click on the time of day that's by each of these comments, you'll go directly to those comments if you wanted to reply. <laughs> oh, here comes these stupid bugs. All right. Under that is a widget called subscribe via email. And what that does, all you do is put your email address in there, and that means notifications of these episodes or blog posts will come into your mailbox, your email box. And why might that be handy? Well, if you come to the website and subscribe via email, let's say you're listening in the car and something on episode 29 really struck you. Well, you could go to your email folder, find that episode 29, and right in the email is a comment button. So you can click that button and it will take you to the website right to that place and your comment will go into the right spot. So that's pretty handy for people. Then under that one says, join our email list for special topics. And on this one, you have to put your first name, last name, and your email. And that's because these are two separate things. The first one just sends you notification of an episode being published. This is where I actually can send you stuff to my email list. In fact, I just did my first test one where I sent the people on my email list a link to their very own picture of the robot aliens coming to get them because I figured it might be a fun picture for you to print out and put on your fridge. So if you too want your own picture of the robot aliens, join my email list for special topics and I'll send that out to you. Then we have all the subscribe things, like you can subscribe via iTunes, you can view in iTunes, and you can see me on Stitcher, stuff like that. Now if you're on a, a smartphone or an iPhone, these widgets are at the very bottom of the screen. You have to scroll through the five episode snippets and then you'll get down to the search box and underneath will be the big blue button and so on and so forth. So. I'm just asking you guys, if you're interested in Compulsive Overeating Diary, do take a moment to go onto the website somehow, on your phone, or on your computer, or on your tablet, and just look at all of the resources and the cool things that there are on that website, and maybe get in the habit of stopping by if something strikes your fancy that you've heard on the podcast. 
So that's it for me today. I'm going to stop being rebellious. I'm going to take a beautiful walk through the flowers in this garden. Enjoy the fact that I don't need to write any more checks for taxes this year. <laughs> Hooray! So until next time, brave companions, you all mean so much to me. Take care, because I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone, it won't be holding on to anything again. Silent.